Hello and welcome along to G'day GA, brought to you in association with O'Neill's International Sportswear, the choice of champions. Please visit O'Neill's on at O'Neill Sportswear AU on Facebook and Instagram. Well, I'm delighted to be joined here this evening by Shawnee O'Leary with a beautiful picture of a, a kookaburra. Is that what it's called, Shawnee? That's it, kookaburra. Kookaburra. Bird Native bird of Australia's background <laughs> is Shawnee's um, granny flat here. It's a beautiful, beautiful picture. Um, very pensive looking like Shawnee here this evening. How are you keeping, Shawnee? You good? Very good, Liam. Very good. Uh, the club of home are going well, which we'll get into later. So on a high this week. Great stuff, great stuff. Also delighted to be joined by Giggles. Giggles hasn't got the camera on because he's rolling out his glutes with a slitter at the moment. How are you, Giggles? Not too bad. Did a bit of a small bit of damage to the back. I managed to get over to Ducky there two nights ago and he gave me a bit of an elbow. So I'm feeling a bit sore for the last two days. Feeling sorry for myself, but glad to be meeting up with you too. I think this bloody podcast is our only outlet for yeah. the last two or three weeks. Totally. Yeah, no, <laughs> it's, it's, it's great being back and great to see so much activity at home. And look, Eagles, you've, you've, you're over the 35 now. It's going to be hard here on in with little Eagles and that, you know. So you want to kind of, you're, you're, you're trying to speed up, but really, I think you're going to have to slow down. But um, we can get into that in a bit more detail in Eagles Corner later on today. So we've got a great show, great show today. Um, we've got um, Brian Vaughan coming on the line from live from Sydney to give us a rundown how things are going up in Sydney because they're obviously not under the same restrictions that we are here in Melbourne so their season is back up and running although COVID has impacted in, in a different way to home so it'll be interesting to hear how they're going we're also going to have a look at the club scene at home and we've got a brilliant Giggles Corner coming up but first off we've got um, a couple of tweets on AgaDAGA on Twitter, Instagram, and GaDAGA at gmail.com. From Mark Wade at Mark underscore A Wade. Great show, lads. Keep an eye on Tip Championship this weekend. Sars versus Lockmore should be a good one. Battle of the Brothers with Mars versus McGrath. So I think, Giggles, you tuned in and watched that one. So we'll, we'll get your take on that later on. I know you know Mark as well, Shawnee. Um, yeah, he's uh, exiled to uh, Watergrass Hill. Exiled to Watergrass Hill. A few exiles on Watergrass Hill. It must be a great place to go. Um, Band oh, the country, band the country down there. They send all the criminals down there. <laughs> <laughs> um, refugee, refugee camp for uh, tip people. <laughs> <laughs> oh, careful, Shawnee. Um, also got um, the lady um retweeted the show as well. All could all good things will return eventually, and that means the very listenable get AGA podcast is back. Don't miss it. So thanks very much for the, for the tweet, Australasia GA. So um, yeah, no delight to be back. I think this is our third show um, post. Post lockdown, um, like we said, huge activity at home um, and activity here. Unfortunately, not in Melbourne, but lots of activity up in Sydney. So we're going to tune in and have a listen and talk to Brian Vaughan coming straight up after this. Traveling in a fight on a hippie trail head full of zombies. I met a strange lady, she made me nervous. She took me in and gave me breakfast And she said Do you come from a land down under? Delighted to be joined on the line by Brian Vaughan Coming to us live from Sydney Brian, thanks very much for making the time this evening Thanks very much for having me boys How are you getting on? Good, thanks Brian Not as good as you though I believe you're fresh off the training pitch With St Pat's there this evening How did you get on? Yes Good now, good We had good numbers Um we're up around, I think, 34, 35 boys with us this year. So we're having, we're having 
great, great trainers at the moment. And Brian, obviously, you know, we're about to, we're about to, we're about to in the championship, Brian, or the league, or what, what stage are you at? We're we're only have to play in one round of the championship so far. Um, so that was two weekends ago. Last weekend was called off for wet weather. Um, so we're hoping to get round three played this weekend, which is only one game Ireland, I believe, which is Cusix and Central Coast. So um, the first round was Sydney Shamrocks and Mac and Allens and Oz and Michael Cusix. And Brian, and we were we 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 were lucky to get out against Cusix there by two points, yeah. And Max had um, started very well against Shamrocks and. Shamrocks came back against them, but Max held out. They had, they had a good win. They, they, I think they bet him by six points or so. And Brian, obviously, we've had a kind of a crazy start. Obviously, at the start of the year, you were down in Melbourne for the, for the sevens in February. Season off to a great, great start. Weekend. Great weekend, as always. And obviously, you've, you've been champions down there not so long ago and bet Gary on the final, which was a great day for yourselves. <laughs> now, we, yes. we, we, won't, we won't dwell that one. We'll move quickly on from that one. <laughs> but like, it, it's crazy that you know all the teams together that time of year were just kicking off. All the Melbourne teams looking forward to coming up to Gosford, playing in Gosford in Sydney, which is the big 15 aside tournament in March. And then a week out yeah. from Gosford, you know, COVID hit and, you know, for GA teams all around the world, but we were as affected as anyone. We had to down tools for a long period of time, but you guys have been extremely fortunate in that you're back up and running and playing competitive games. How is, how is it different for you guys coming back, training up in Sydney and playing games? Because I know it's a bit different out in Australia compared to at home, whereas the one day and the one pitch, you could have five or six games one after the other or two or three games on at the same time beside each other. So how is that playing out in the new COVID world? Well, at the, at, at the moment, like it, it's, it's, um, we're going in, we're getting, we have to give our name and our email address or number to the, to the person on the gate. They're also scanning us with a detective to see how hot we are. So anything over 37, I think you're asked to stand aside for and retested after 30 minutes. If you're still over 37, I think you're asked to leave and you're not allowed into the field. Um, so they, they're, they're really doing that stringently. Like there's, there's guys there with, with um, heat probes, you know, on the way in. Um, there's only f- 500, I think, people allowed in at any one time. So they're, they're keeping a count on, on the gate as you go in and as you leave. So basically what they're trying to do is you're allowed, I think, half an hour before the game. And you must leave within half an hour of a- after the game unless you're a dual player. And you can hang around for your second game. So they're trying to get you in and play your game and out again as quickly as possible. So obviously, Brian, like a big thing of playing out, you know, games out in Australia, like in Sydney and Melbourne and part of Brisbane is you hang around after the game. You might have a few yeah. beers at the pitch and out in Sydney, you've got your bar there, you've got the stand, you'll meet people, you'll watch the next game or you could stay there for the day or the families be out with the kids and all that kind of thing. So how is it different now that you know you're in, you're out, you're not even in the dressing room? I don't think, and, and you're gone. Has it changed no, the, the changed the vibe of it a bit for you up there? Obviously, you're delighted to be playing, but has it taken away from it anyway? To be honest, with you, yes, it has in a certain way. As you say, like we were used to playing our game, coming in, the, the hot food. Now there's no hot food out there either. So they used to meet thirty or forty lads down by the chipper, have your food, have a good conversation, have the have the crack about the match, and and. We're lucky enough, Pats have a camogie team and a ladies football team. So we often stayed and, and supported other two teams as well. Um, but unfortunately, you're kind of in now. You play your game and and 
like you're you're giving back the jersey and you're getting into a car and, and leaving again. You know, it, it's it's it kind of dampens the day a small bit. But on the other hand, as you said, we we are back playing hurling, and that's that's what everyone kind of wants is to play hurling again. You know, we're we're taking it as we see it, and 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 that's that's the way they're giving it to us. So we're happy enough to be playing. And Brian, um, you mentioned there as well, you're like the numbers. You said about 35 are getting down there. That's like we're finding here down in Melbourne, like it's completely decimated clubs and there's been so many people going home. I see even on Instagram again today, there's more people leaving Pierce's down here. And, you know, how, how are you able to maintain the numbers? And, and is that across all clubs or just um, uh, Pats think, at the moment? I think Oz and Mac and Nallens have have large panels at the moment. I haven't seen what uh, Coast have yet. Um, Shamrocks have a good, I, I think there was maybe eight or nine lads in the line last weekend as well for them. And I'd say this probably 10 or 11 for Cusacks. So all our, all our hurling teams have, have a decent size panels. Um, I think a lot of it too is the fact that lads are happy enough to be going back out playing hurling after four or five months of doing nothing. You know, so yeah. I'm thinking, there's a lot of that going and the fact is that our league or sorry our championship is going to be so short like to win our championship is going to be four games of hurling okay. you know so round one round two semi-final and final so it's not going to be a, a really dragged out or long year on us so lads are kind of happy over that too that they're going to get in they're going to train for a month or two months and it's all going to be finished are you just playing league so at the moment no no championship championship, championship, only championship. Yeah. sorry yeah, yeah. Championship, so it's it's just round one, round two. There's a round three, which is only two teams playing because we have five teams in Sydney, and then it's a semi final and final. Yeah. So Brian, Brian, listen, we don't want any of your PC crap now here, right? I know you're the manager <laughs> of Pats, and you don't want to be giving it away, like. But who 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 are the kind of big guns around the different the five different clubs from a hurling perspective down there in Sydney at the moment? As in players, or players. as in clubs? Yeah, as in players, players. players. Uh, Players, to be honest, yeah. Mikey Bowles from McAnallens, Cahill Nocton from McAnallens. Um, they have a few more Newtown Chandler boys. They have a centre back. I can't think of his name now. He's very, very good Jack, as well. Jack Harley. So, um, sorry? Jack Harley. Yeah, Jack. Yeah. Uh, is it Jack? I think it is. Um, them three boys are really playing well for McAnallens. Um, Cusick's is always a few stars. They've got. Uh, David Friend, corner back. They've got Niall Quinn centre forward for them, who's an absolute he's animal of a hurler, to be fair to him. He's um he's probably one of the best hurlers in Sydney. Um he's very, very good for them. Um our own ones, we've got we've got Kevin O'Garman back after two years of not playing, so he's back with us. And you've got a guy from actually who played the World Games for Dubai, Jack Carr. He'd be another very good player for us. We we're after getting a few we got a Wexford under 21 and we got uh, a Watford under 20. Them boys are hurling well for us as well. But we're kind of we're kind of a very balanced team this year. We're kind of lucky. Um, it's not every year now that we get the massive numbers that we're getting this year, but we're kind of lucky that we have a fairly balanced team. And, you know, it, 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 it really shows on our bench that we're able to bring on quality players, you know, with 10 and 15 minutes to go to see out matches, which is, which is a force for us, to be honest with you. You know, usually it's we don't how, have. It's how it can go. It's how it can go in Australia when you can be the bottom team one year and you can be the top, or even vice versa in the space of yeah. maybe two years, depending on who comes and who goes and and all that stuff. 
So are you tipped like, Brian to win it at the moment? I'd 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 give it to Mac and Allen's to be honest. I think they're they're a serious outfit and they're training very well. Um, their forwards, you know, forwards win games. Yeah, and at the moment, Mikey Bowles and um, Carl Nocton are flying. Jackson Championship. I've always said forwards win, win games. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so I disagree. Um, look, to be honest, uh, if if they're on song, they'll be very very hard to beat. But look, taking nothing away from us or Cusex or like. You know, if they go out on their day as well, they could beat anyone. It, it's very hard to judge up here at the moment because if you're on your song and you're on your day, you won't be beat, you know. But, you know, um, Mac and Allen's just got a great, great start. I think they were 1-8 to a point up after 10 minutes. Like, they got a massive start against Shamrocks last weekend and they just they, they never left the lead go anyway at all, you know. So they've got, they've got, a, they've got a, a decent panel there. And Brian... They were very impressive in the sevens as well. Looking at them, you know, we were kind of watching them all the way through. We were lucky to mm. get over over them by a point, but they look very, very impressive. Like just yeah. their individual hurlers, I guess they just have very, very capable hurlers on their on their squad that time. So I can imagine fifteen aside, they'll have a lot more to pick from. Yeah, I believe they're having seven Newtown Shandom hurlers with them at the moment. So that's a fair backbone for any any um, team over here. Yeah, that's yeah. massive. That's huge. Yeah. Yeah, that's um, huge. Like, uh, it is huge. Um, when the um, boys are already used to playing with each other. And Brian, obviously something... And Liam, Liam... Sorry, Giggles, sorry, go on. Go on, go ahead. I, I was just going to say to you, Liam, Brian is kind of like Brian Cody in a way, right? He's kind of lost <laughs> two... He's, he's lost two world games. He's, he's lost the first two world games and he's going to go back in 2022 to try and win it at the third attempt. Like. But <laughs> Liam, you're, you're, you're fairly in tight there with the Australasian crew. You, you know them all very well. Is there any talk of World Games or State Games on that front for 2021 or 2022 or beyond, or is it all kind of a? Well, is it all just too hard to call at the moment? Well, obviously the the Australasian Games, which is where we all all the different states, Sydney, Melbourne, and Brisbane, all come and play against each other, was due to be on this October in New Zealand. Obviously, that got scrapped um, because of COVID, which just got rolled off early in the year. So they definitely would be hoping to host that again next year, but you know who knows where we'll be in the world. In 12 months, Simon, that's due to happen. Please, God, we'll be in a place where we'll be going back across borders internally in, in Australia, never mind externally, internationally. So hopefully, Giggles, that'll all be back on track because I know there's a huge appetite, especially after something getting taken away from you. We all want to go back and play those competitions. So please, God, we will get up there to have a crack at Sydney. And I'm sure Sydney love to have, have, a, have a crack at us as well. But, um, Brian, I wanted to ask you about, about the club St. Pat's because, you know, there's, there's lots of clubs here in Australia and, in, and especially in Sydney, but there does seem to be something very special about the St. St. Pat's Club. I know when you travel down for the Sevens, you bring a, a, a ridiculous amount of people down with you. It's like you nearly charter your own plane. Um, you kind of seem to have, I would say, the, the closest thing to a club back home. But you know, no, no disrespect to any other clubs or even our own club here in Gary yeah. O, but you're a very, very tight-knit bunch across the, 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 all the codes that you play, boy, the boys and girls. Um, what do you think that's down to? Because it's it's great to see, and I love seeing the Pats guys come down, and even all the all the like people who are not playing matches have jerseys on or Pats tops on. You all seem to socialize together. What 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 have you done to make that happen? Basically, it is a social life that we try and promote as much as the hurling. You know, um, our first our first thing is hurling and football and camogie, but we try and bring on everybody. Like we'll take anybody whether you're junior, senior, intermediate hurdler, it doesn't matter. We'll, we'll take anybody that's, that wants to come down. And even if they don't want to come down and play, 
we're still you know bringing them on giving them jerseys bringing them to nights out like we have done our pats quiz we've done our christmas in july we've done our uh booze cruises you know so it's it's just as much as we want to be on the field we try and balance it with off the field activities and stuff like that by bringing these people on you know it just makes a, a big family out of our club you know and it's just trying to mix as much as you can across the three goals between the ladies football camogie and the hurling and try and get them all together as much as possible if we do that they kind of support each other an awful lot better out in Ingleburn and I think that's what we kind of aim for yeah it really comes through Brian to be honest like you know from an outsider looking in and seeing you coming down like the num- like you know it's just great it's, it's great to see and I'm, I'm like I'm sure in tough times that you've had up there and we've had down here with COVID and all I'm sure that the club has been a huge support for your members you know and it, it, well, probably people helping each other out up there yeah, well, like that's that's the thing we try and promote as much as we can amongst ourselves is like if you hear do hear of jobs or apartments or stuff like that, we try and get our own. Um, like we have a WhatsApp, I think, and I think we're we're not allowed any more pe- add more people into it. It's that full. Like we try and put up jobs and apartments, and you know even personal trainers kind of get in there as well and try and you know flog their own kind of sessions and here and there, which is good for them, you know. And then we try and support you know, any personal trainers that we do have by bringing them in and training a team on odd, odd nights and stuff like that. So it kind of just brings on that as well, that we're trying to, as much as possible, bring jobs and a bit of entertainment to everybody across the board. Yeah, it's brilliant, Brian. It's great to see. And Brian, obviously you're, you're a very proud well, I, I, proud, I, I, proud man. Um, have you been keeping a, clo- yeah. a close eye on things at home? I have tried as much as possible, to be honest with you. Um, you know, it's it's... It's hard um, at the moment. Our matches are face uh, on Facebook, but the, the the quality isn't great. But they are on Facebook uh, live and stuff like that. But it's it's hard. There's no commentary or anything like that, and it's, it's hard to keep an eye on who's playing and who has the ball and that kind of stuff. But I, I try as much as possible to the phone. Um, the phone connection would be great down in Tip. Like you wouldn't have four G or anything like that in Tip. You know, you're on dial up down there. Um, <laughs> we still wait on it on 3 and 4G but like it's funny um, the two Kellys one was playing senior at the weekend one was playing senior he scored two penalties and his brother Paul plays full back for the junior team and last strike of the ball last he got a 21 to win by a goal he buried it top spin into the back <laughs> of the net so um, he still has it he still has it I think if you look up I think ball.ie or something like that they, they show him they show him putting the ball to the back of the net. Like, you know, it's 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 great to see the boys still hanging in there. You know, it's, it'd be a very young junior team and you still have a few of the older heads knocking around, you know, showing them the old tricks to the trade. Brian took us back mm-hmm. when we were back to the World Games. Brian took us down to Mullinahan for a practice game, Liam. <laughs> 13 aside. And 13 aside against their Mullinahan senior team. And they gave, we were all, half of us were jet lagged and they gave us some pace. But we had Paul Killeen there as well. And I... I hadn't seen Paul Kelly, I'd say, in about 10 years. And I couldn't, I didn't recognise him at all. And this fella sitting on the Hurley, you know, I was like, oh, this fella's only down for the show here. And next thing, he'd on for about 10 minutes, lab over a few points. Like, as Brian said there, he, he's a man who, who never lasted any. He might be a bit out of shape, but God, he never he never lasted. And he was uh, one of our big supporters around for the whole weekend out. Yeah, he totally, I tell you, he totally enjoyed that weekend. He's, he can't wait for the next one. He wants to get more involved maybe next time. 
Ryan, you're not uh, guaranteed that job, right? He was Australian ladies football team, wasn't he? <laughs> 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 I, 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 I was trying. He was actually coming out, I think, I believe, for the summer. Um, but unfortunately, with the covert now, he got caught at home. But um, yeah, he was he was making big plans to come out for the the summer. But unfortunately, hopefully, we'll get him out. You know, in the next two or three years. You know, just to just to see it, get him out here and see what it's about. But um, yeah, he he he's he's a very, he's a brilliant hurling brain on him. Like you know, so it'd be good to he, get him out here and, and show him. He'd be a good operator in the sevens, uh, Brian. I'd say. I mean, Pat's. I think historically, since I've been out here, I've always you know. First five or six years I, would, I was out here, Pats were always the ones to watch out for in the sevens. They seem to be a sevens specialist. Kind of dropped off in the last few years, but I, th- I think if you've got the calibre of those kind of guys, they'd make a big difference. Yeah. Uh, I, to be honest with you, it's one of my favourite games. Um, I love the sevens. It's a real hurlers game. It's a real forwards game. It's, it's a game where you have to take on, like, uh, get the ball and take on your player and go head down, go for goals. Goals win game in that in 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 that sport, you know. So it's it's a game that I really really enjoy. Yeah, please go, Brian. Please go. We'll have you back down in February, Brian, for the for the sevens again next year. Hopefully, the borders will open up internally in Australia, and we'll have you and we'll have you, you know, down. We're look we're looking yeah we're looking we're looking up here already to see when it's going to be on and and if we can come back down again, you know. But you know, it's it's one of our best weekends. Um, not for people organising it, unfortunately, but it's to bring down that many people. It takes an awful lot of uh, um, goodwill and organisation and a lot of phone calls. But um, touch wood now, it will go ahead next year and we'll be able to come back down, get the, get the old plane back in action and, and yeah. get down a few supporters <laughs> with us. Brilliant stuff. Yeah, well, Pat's playing, right? Pat's playing. <laughs> black, and, black and green, chartered, virgin playing. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Brian. Well, thanks so much for making the time to come on for us today. We'll check back in with you maybe in a few weeks how things are going up as uh, yeah. the Sydney competition comes towards the end. But um, we wish you all the best, and hopefully things cases stay low up there, and you get you get to finish out the championship. Lads, gentlemen, thanks for, very much for having me. Take care, Brian. Thanks, Mind yourself. Bye bye. Great to have Brian on there. Um, so jealous that they're still playing. Yeah. Like, it's absolutely brilliant that they're still going f- full tilt. You know, the cases, though, um, in Sydney, I'll be, I'll be watching it every day. Like, it's been 20, 30 cases, kind of similar to Ireland. And they haven't gone above that yet, thank God. So, hopefully they, they stay tracking at that number and they get to finish out, their, uh, finish out their year. But it does sound like a different experience out there compared to what they're used to. But the main thing is that they're back playing games. Yeah, well, it's, it's interesting. Like, take eight weeks ago here, we were probably in Melbourne on the cusp of getting back full time playing. Cases were zero. Ireland was talking about not playing any hurling or football for the whole year. Sydney was actually a bit of disarray at the time. They had the higher numbers eight weeks ago. And how quick it can turn. Like, it just show. and geez, not that I'm wishing it can turn for anyone else, but it, it's, it's, you, you've got the same commentary at home around whether the county would even go ahead. That, that we, we'll talk about that later. And Sydney as well. But I think the one positive thing from Sydney is that they'll probably look at what happened to us here and learn from it. And it sounds like they're taking all the precautions, the GA side up there anyway, to make sure that. And I know it's kind of dampening the day, but it's better than being stuck at home chatting on the phone about a podcast would be better off playing and training wouldn't it better <laughs> off poking a ball against the wall isn't that what you're saying Eagles 
Yeah, 100%. Exactly, yeah, yeah, 100%. Yeah, yeah. But we, we wish him the best luck and, gr- and great to have Brian on and hear, hear how they're going up there. So we wish him and Pats and the rest of New South Wales the best luck in, in the coming weeks. But obviously, um, Brian has been talking there about the, the, the poor quality of um, transmission of games from, from Tipperary. But we've been blessed in Kilkenny, I can tell you. I watched another few games at the weekend. The streams are coming ticking fast. Um, I tuned in to... Ballyhale, Shamrocks and the Lachlan Gales on Friday night and that was one of the games that was being produced by Bio Sport which is the TG Carrot production company so paid for it now, 11 bucks but definitely worth it, quality was awesome commentating as well, very good very very good game um, Ballyhale as kind of Shawnee kind of called out a couple of weeks ago what are they going to be like when Michael Fenley gone, um, Adrian Mullen injured and, and Colin Fenley was actually injured as well he didn't play last weekend either um, and they were very ordinary, to be honest. Um, Lachlan Gales, obviously, with, with Paddy Deegan, centre back was on was on TJ. Um, all kind of cancelled each other out in the first half. Um, draw a game half time. Lachlan's came out then and blitzed them in the second half, betting by I think it was nine points in the end. Bally Hale were looking very ordinary. TJ wasn't moving particularly well. Um, didn't actually look particularly interested, which is not like TJ, but he didn't have a whole lot around him. And with Colin Fenley gone out of that full forward line as well, Bally Hale looked very ordinary indeed. The probably the big plus for them was Richie Reid at centre back was excellent. He was probably their standout player, TJ's brother. TJ TJ was blowing bloody Kerry for the week. You can see him on Instagram with the for the whole week. Yeah. Out in, out in helicopters and out in living life up in the Europe eating cakes. No wonder he couldn't move. Yeah, because like <laughs> you, when you feed a you would feed a cake like that, it slows you down as well. So yeah, TJ's pushing on now, he's thirty three. If I have any of the Freddos or the cakes, forget about it. We're not going to be moving anywhere too fast. But it, look, we, we, I think everybody was saying the exact same thing about Ballyhale this time Thank last you. year, was it? And then they went on and won the All Ireland. Um, they're they're like, I don't like to kick any championship the way it's done. That you can actually go on and lose all your games, and then you're actually in the relegation semi final, and you can go out and win the county. That kind of defeats the purpose of all the earlier round games. It doesn't. It doesn't really have that, and I know the games have been cutthroat, so it's a different because it's the mindset of the Kilkenny Championship. But it does take away from the kind of intensity or the winner takes all part of it in in the first part of the championship. I don't. Would you agree? I wouldn't agree with that, Hoggy, because because it's that relegation threat is horrible. So if you, if you do end up in a relegation semi final, like going in playing that game, it's relegation semi final slash first round of championship. You lose that, you're in a relegation final. No one wants to be in. The, the bottom end of their group because they don't be playing that that game, and that's why the Kilkenny games over the years that league championship has actually stood them really well because all the Kilkenny players play in all those games. You know they're they're very they're very very competitive. And they're all going hell for leather. They're as, they're the same as a championship match. Um, obviously you so do. If you were putting money on the Kilkenny championship now to win, for a winner, who would you put it on to win the whole championship? You have fifty bob. You have to put it on someone. Who are you putting it on? Lee? Uh look. <sighs> After I would have said probably Bally Hale at the start of it, right? But having watched them the first two games and who who they're missing now, they're definitely not the same as they will be last year. They'll obviously will improve and they'll probably up it, you know, fifteen twenty percent. But I don't think they're they're not going to steamroll their way through this Kilkenny Championship this year because I think a lot of teams coming through are going to be on a, on a level peg, and I think it's probably be O'Loughlin's Dixborough and themselves. I think and maybe James Stevens as well. Probably be four pretty so to be pretty. Liam, one, one team, Liam, 50, one team, fifty dollars. I will. I, I probably. I, I think at the moment, all Auckland's. 
Well, Auckland's are probably looking to str- are looking yeah. the strongest. They're very strong okay. and very young and um and very fast, and they've got a lot, like a completely new team has come through with them. So they're looking very good at the moment. If I was to put it right now at the start, I would have said Ballyhilgig is definitely, but I'd probably go with Auckland's at the moment. Not just on that previous game, but they're probably looking the most consistent over the first couple of rounds. Mm-hmm. Well, missing those players, like, you have to see you have to see Ballyhill, you know, go back down the pecking order. I mean, Michael Fenley, like was. Uh, you know he's huge, in that huge player from, and uh, he. I I don't know. I can't see them. I can't see them win the Kilkenny Championship, and I and and if they do, I can't see them doing like doing anything, you know, nationally. Even though that's probably not on this There's year. There's no trouble like, on this year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think they're. I, I'm not saying they're done, but I just think very hard to recover with those injuries and those people who retired as well. Like they're big outs for me, and like you know, Kilkenny Championship is. This, you know, hotly contested, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah. And, and we're going well as well, Liam. Killian Buckley's back to himself by all accounts around coming out of Kilkenny. Yeah. Dixburg had a big win over Bally Callan. Um, won quite well. And Bally Callan were missing a number of players. Um, Killian Buckley moving very well. Great to see. I suppose we were all very worried, you know, Dixborough and Kilkenny people about Killian and his injuries he's had over the last couple of years, but he really seems to be back to his back to his best and uh, moving as well as he's ever had, which has always been a big strength of Killian is his mobility and how he gets around the field. So, and Bill Sheen was back playing as well, moving quite well. And Tom Kenny's also in with Kilkenny, so there's three on the Kilkenny panel at the moment, um, all looking really good for Kilkenny and Aidan Nolan too. Um, but the great thing about the Dixborough, there was two streams of the Dixborough game on on Saturday. There was the Dixborough stream and the Ballycallan stream. Um and like one streamer from either side of the pitch, Bally. I actually watched it on the Bally Callan stream. I'll be honest, because they had three cameras, free charge, and it was unbelievable the coverage. Like I, this, this one thing I just cannot get over is someone who has a connection in the club will stream a game with three cameras at a club match out in Freshford out in Kilkenny, and it's like watching a match on broadcast television. Like, and we're commentating and with a scoreboard. Like it's. And for free, I, I don't know, it's been an, obviously someone like yourself, Giggas, I know, and Sean, you're watching your clubs at home as well. Like, we're, you know, we, we love hearing anything on the radio or any little snippets you get maybe later in the year. But to get them in the early games on now, it's just, it's just been so good. And for me to see, like, some of the Dixborough players who, you know, I haven't really seen because I've been gone nearly 10 years now. Some lads that I was involved with under yeah. 14s are now playing playing senior, which is, you know, it's, it's crazy. But yeah, Dixborough are going well. I'm looking forward to their tuning. They're playing. They're playing Comer now, um, at the weekend, and that one is on in Nolan Park. So that'll be on the official stream. You have to pay for that one again, but you can get the, the two day game pass. So, so looking forward to that now, as well. How did things go? Um, yeah, Giggles, you what? I know you want to cover Waterford, but how did things go with that that tip match you tuned in? You weren't too impressed with the intensity levels. It was, it was a funny you think Turles Arsfield and Lockmore you're thinking all the big guns like the McGraths and the Mars and all, all that kind of gang playing and I was like, I bought it for 10 euro and I was like fuck it I turned it off with 10, 15 minutes to go it was kind of boring I knew this result sorry for cursing the email before you gave out to me right. but it, it was every single score there was in the man within 5 or 10 yards of anybody there was very little hitting in it compared to the game I watched in Warford between Lismore and Dungarvan which was Helter Skelter um, it was like Pa Burke got two goals and he could have actually stood up on the line and, and struck both of them into the net. Uh, it was just, it, it was funny. And then Paddy Maher was doing what he wanted, picking ball out of the sky, driving out. It, it was it was a funny game, really. John McGregor got 14 points. 
and he, he kind of didn't seem to get a glove put on him. It was it was a very anticlimactic match. I was actually looking forward to watching it, but yeah, not not good. But there was a few upsets in Tipperary. Clanauty gave Nina Airog um, a good beating. Connor Brennan's club back home, and they, Nina would have been fancy to come out of that. Um, so it's an interesting championship in Tip as well. Yeah, and I think the Tip Championship we've seen like good latter stages of it, but they haven't kind of progressed through in the Munster Championship. The teams so be interesting to see how Turles Sarsfields go again. Obviously, the last couple of years gone well. Got a lot of obviously Tipperary players, so that'll be hotly contested. Um, you tuned in for Waterford as well, Giggles. Is is more? Yeah, are you happy with was, how they're progressing? There was, yeah, they're, they're they're playing really well, especially going forward. Like they scored six eighteen. Um, Ray Barry, who scored one three or one four against Kilkenny in a in the championship match a few when he was about eighteen or nineteen, he hasn't been seen since on the Warford squad. He scored three two from corner forward. Oh, uh, Oshin O'Gorman, who came on as a sub, scored two goals. Uh, Morris scored about ten points and it was instrumental. And then Jack Pendergast, who's on the Warford team, he was probably man of the match. Uh, he got about one three. They have a young guy in Carrock Daly, a wing back, and he's kind of like. The equivalent to seeing David Collins out here, except with a lot more hurling, no disrespect to Davy. He's a former county minor, but the pace, he saw the length of the field about four or five times, like literally just took off and gave the hand pass for the score. So they're, they're, they've, they've, they've probably only got 17 or 18 players that are going to play senior. Dan comes off the bench, they've, I mean, they've one or two more. Um, and if they can avoid injuries, I think they'll, they'll give it a good old rattle. Now they got probably the worst draw of all the teams who finished in top in the group. So, this more Bally Gunner, De La Salle, and Roe Moore were the top four. So this more could have drawn Mount Sain, who should have Austin Gleason suspended for the next round. They could have got they couldn't get four mile water there in the same group, and they could have got who's the other team? Oh, I can't remember it now. But the Abbeyside would have been considered the strongest team of the second place finishes. So qualifying this Sunday, this more and Abbeyside would probably be the tightest game. Uh the rest of them you should see. Rome Moore come through, Bally Gunner come through, and Dallas Hall come through, I'd imagine. Is that, is that one televised at the weekend, Giggles? At least more again? Yeah. All the Waterford games are televised because they're all either on in Farfield or Welsh Park. Oh, brilliant. So they're all, you can pay to watch all of them, yeah. Brilliant, brilliant. So, um, it's, it, as you said, it's just it's just unreal getting to see your club play. And as you said as well, sometimes you don't even know half of them. I was lucky enough to train with them for a little while last year while I was back home. So I got to meet some of the younger guys and know who they were and how good they were. So, Good to see them coming through and flying the black and amber. Oh, I love the black and amber. Great to see. It's a beautiful jersey, this more jersey. <laughs> and and obviously, Very nice jersey. And Shawnee Cork, you happy with how the, how things are progressing in the hill? Another win? Yeah, the hill, are, I was actually, we played uh, Ballonhasig in the second round of the championship. Um, so we're top of the group now after beating Ballonhasig to uh, 17, I think, to 115. Um, had a big win against him. I, I was just talking to one of the lads on the phone there before, earlier on, and I can't remember ever beating Ben Hassigan, even in a practice match, even. Um, but yeah, a huge win. Uh, Shane O'Gregan, the or Cork star, I guess, who's on the fringes of the Cork panel, was probably one of our standout operators. His namesake, Shane O'Regan, was another very good player as well. So we're, we're going pretty well there. Um, I'd say the first time ever we've had better forwards than backs who now really have a good back line and struggle with one or two handy forwards so yeah I'm very happy with that so hopefully they'll come out of the group after that um, in the senior I watched uh, Sars and Douglas 
that was on a Saturday night in Parky Cueve. Uh, cracker of a game, like huge cock stars on the show there. Like Shane Kingston for Douglas was phenomenal. He had uh, 12 points, six points and freeze. But uh, he just walked his socks off all over the, all over the ground. Um, he was taken out of it, I'd say, about 20 minutes to go. I'd say he was concussed, came back on again and fired over another few points. Alan Cadigan finished up with 1 4. Didn't look as dangerous. He was kind of curtailed a lot by William Carney, who's Daniel Carney's brother for SARS. Uh, Daniel Carney was centre back again, which is uh, interesting, but I'd say he was, th- he was there to look after Kingston, but Kingston gave him a good run around. Um, James Sweeney, a guy probably you'd never heard of from SARS. He's a big wing forward from um, very tall, very mobile guy. Did a lot of damage for SARS, and uh, it was surprising actually. I thought. Thought Douglas would have put on Callum on him a lot quicker. They were pretty pretty slow to make the changes, but um, on Callum came on him and, and kind of nullified him really. But I think Sars had all the damage done at that stage. Douglas came back at him, and then they brought on uh, a young Cork minor star. Sars brought on a Cork minor star, Daniel Hogan. He got a goal in, kind of wrapped it up really, put it out of sight in from for Douglas, and didn't really have any much time left. But no, it's, Our championship uh, is very open, Shiny, isn't it? It, it is, but like, as I said last week, I think Middleton are going to come back again. Middleton hammered Ballyhay in their in their championship game. St. Finbars, who actually were hammered by the Glen, were, were beaten again by the Piercing. So they're probably more or less out now. Blackrock are another team who are probably up there. You, know, you can see the likes of... You can see the likes of, you know, it'll be the Glen, Sars, Middleton, Blackrock, you know, a lot of the... The old traditional clubs in Cork really will be, I reckon, will be fighting it out towards the end. Um, I still think Middleton were going to come good um, under the Ben O'Connor kind of tutelage, really. I mean, they still don't really have his ethic, you know, on the Newtown ethic of that running game, and they're still probably getting used to it. But I, I still think they'll be there, thereabouts. So it'll be an interesting championship. I suppose you're right, Giggles, that he's probably open in terms of it is probably three or four potential winners. Um, so yeah, it'll, it'll be interesting actually. Yeah. There's a, there's a new the new format there this year. They've got there's senior, there's Premier Senior, Senior A, and then there's Premier Intermediate, um, Intermediate A. So it's, it's all kind of changed this year. Um, who are you going to tune into this so weekend, Johnny? Um, I'm not sure because I haven't even looked at the fixtures yet, Liam. Okay, um, so I think in. it's football right. this weekend, Shiny. Cork are doing it one on one off, aren't they? He's actually you're right. Yeah, you're right. Move, moving on, so we won't worry about the Cork football championship. I have a few names there. Although I did see, um, I did see an Instagram there, Mark Keane, who's I think he he's, is he Mitchell's town, Shiny. Mark yeah, Keane, he's Stone in our Cork. Yeah, yeah he, he debuted for Collingwood last weekend. Debut for Collingwood um, last weekend, but he's ha- he had up on his Instagram that he's looking for anyone selling hurls or slitters in Australia to get in touch. Was that him? That was him. Yeah, I seen him. On, uh, we follow him on Instagram on the Get AG Instagram, so I was thinking yeah. we could send him a message. Say we could send him a couple of hurls there if he comes on the podcast. What do you think? And, and, and plays for Gary O next year. I plays for Gary O next year. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, he had a tough he had a tough debut last week against um, Fremantle. Yeah, he, I'd give him a hurley. Tell him if he comes down and does a few training sessions, with us when we come out of COVID. Give him a hurl because yeah, he played very well against um, Fremantle. Actually, I watched the game and um, he was kind of caught near the end for a bit of a push in the back, which um, I'd say the Irish guys coming over here must think like mustn't understand the rules at all because 
You see fellas jumping up on top of each other's backs and sticking knees into the back of their heads. And then you give a little tip in the back for a push and you get a free against you. So it's kind of very confusing for them, I'd say. You give yeah. away a free near the end. You give a free at the end. Kind of it's kind of a crucial one. Cost them the game. End them to the game. But, um, yeah, yeah, look, drive it on, I say, with the club at home. We've touched on it. We've obviously had, we had Bo on last week from Lee. She's obviously locked down now for two weeks. I don't think uh, we would have yeah. saw that coming. It's just crazy how the situation changes so quickly. But it just shows how delicate this whole situation is. And make hay while the sun shines. We're very lucky now. We've got a full round of club hurling. Hinkley Kenny and Tip and Warford again this weekend. Um, they're like, getting nervous at home now. They're like even talking to people at home. They're yeah. getting nervous whether they'll finish the championship now or not. Yeah, totally. Totally. And you can just see and saw like in, in, in Cratlow, I think it, they had four or five cases in Cratlow. So their games are off. They're not playing this weekend now because they've got some confirmed cases in their club. So... It's just on an it's on a knife edge. It's a day by day um situation and fingers crossed they can finish out the club championship, but we'll touch on it towards the end of the show what we think is gonna happen with Inter County, but all I'll say is and we said it before, I'm so delighted that it's happening because it's making our weekends here very enjoyable with nothing to do. We're locked yeah. in. It's gonna be absolutely yeah. lashing rain for the weekend here in Melbourne. I'll be guarantee you I'll be watching three or four hurling matches for Kilkenny again this weekend and I'm looking forward to it. So um, I'm sure you, the boys are the same. Johnny might have t- tuned in for a few Kilkenny games this weekend with no Cork action. You'll see what real club hurling's like. <laughs> so, so alright, coming up next, we've got Giggles has a Giggles corner for us. I don't know what it is, uh, but he's told us he has one ready for us, so we'll go to that next. It's always, you know, a great to, you know, to say that you walk the steps of Crow Park and you lifted the McCarthy Cup, like, and... But, no, we never changed one bit from the day we started, let's say, our first game with, with Glenmore. Going back to your locals and the people that you're brought up with and you're reared with, and there's, there's nothing like going back there. Like. The one the fancy oh, open top bus line, I think we had Duggins, Richard Duggins lorry, and really, yeah. out, you know, on the back of the lorry and off down. It's just lovely country, and a few bonfires. I know people are probably getting sick of that, but I, just, I can't get enough of that clip. <laughs> Absolutely. You'll never be sick of that. You'll never be sick of that. <laughs> I need to mix it up. I'll do a bit of work during the week and get a few new, few new, a few new tunes, but the Eddie and William Connor are absolutely brilliant. I actually had someone message me after the show last week asking me, is that Laker Gale online? They couldn't find it. They actually wanted to watch it after hearing the, hearing the clip, so it obviously resonates with people. So over to you, Giggles. We're in your hands. What have you got for us today? What have I got today? Well, I was thinking about what I'll talk about. And actually, if you think about it, this weekend would have been the All-Ireland Hurling Final this week. Oh, my this God. This weekend on a normal year, uh, which is crazy to believe. Crazy. And there's no one even talking about it. Um, it's also six months between since the sevens in Melbourne and seven six months to go till the seventh next year. So what I thought I'd do, and the big thing about the All-Ireland Final weekend for, from a club point of view is the sevens that goes on up in Kilimacud. So I thought to myself, right, this is a debate for the 2E. Uh, you can you can challenge me on it and, and, and give your opinion. If you were to be a manager of a sevens team and you could pick any sevens team in Ireland, what would you pick? And mind you, the, the rules in Kilmacud are a little different. You can only have three subs. We we'll say so seven, I, though. I, I'm going to give we'll my pick team. Seven. You want to give us your tenner, yeah? No, no. We're going to go ten. We'll stick with the Kilmacud rules given okay. it was meant to be the weekend in Ireland, not, not over here. So this is the team I've picked and you can agree or disagree at the end of it. Uh, let me go through it all there first, right? No problem, so Giggles. Go goals, for it. In goals, it was an absolute no-brainer. You pick Owen Murphy. The man can play centre-back, centre-forward, full-forward, and he's probably the best goalie in Ireland. So Great start, no Giggles. Great start, great start. 
The two backs look to get two attacking backs that can play in the forward. So I picked Austin Gleeson of Waterford and Lee Chin of Wexford in the, in the back line. Uh, look to be interchangeable. In midfield, I went with Keen Lynch and Tony Kelly. Uh, I think the two boys will be wizards. And then up in the forward line, I went with TJ to stand on the edge of the square and to have Shane O'Donnell laughing. I think Shane O'Donnell in the sevens game will be absolutely unstoppable. And then the three subs I went for, Joe Canning to find an interchange with TJ, Alan Cadigan to come on and play off him, and Daniel O'Keefe to cover midfield and the backs. Daniel, or David, Dermot O'Keefe, sorry, the guy from Wexford, the fellow with the engine who can go all day. So that was my 10. Any thoughts? Uh, first off the bat, I think absolutely yeah. brilliant bar, bar your backs. Yeah. Uh, I, 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 I have been, been from Limerick. Yeah. I think you need you need to still have a bit more of a tigerish back who can still just drive forward giggles. I don't know. I wouldn't fancy Mark Leach in now. Or Gleeson after the bloody shoulder he hit your man at the weekend. I don't think Gleeson will be much good in the backs in the seven I think, seals. I think, yeah. I think Gleeson will get turned and fellas run around him. Yeah. He's not going to be a great lad to be marking a lad kind of one-on-one. That He's unbelievable maybe midfield and go up. I wouldn't have him in corner back giggles, would you? Would you? What would you think he'd go on TJ? One-on-one. Oh, I think Austin Gleeson has TJ one on one right now. Any day of the week. You're just going on those Instagram pics to before and after since he's been in the gym, is it? I'd say no. I'd say myself now, Liam. <laughs> I'd say Austin. I'd say Austin would be a better pick in the sevens than TJ, but I wouldn't have Austin in the backs. I'd I definitely have your man Finn in the backs. He's just like he, as I said, Liam. He's a tigerish cornerback, but he will attack as well. You know, he's got speed. You need absolute lightning speed back there. Yeah, I think Austin Gleeson um, gets hurt. I think, yeah, I don't think he'd be great. Like, I know you're, you wanted to get a war from Manon Giggles, I understand that. But uh, I, don't, I don't think he'd, get, he'd make it there. Keen Lynch, absolute no. Don't think no. anyone faster than, don't faster than Austin Gleeson. Anyway, Dahi Burke. Dahi Burke and Sean Finn, two backs. That, that's your two backs. Fair I, enough. I, I go in an attack minded team anyway. We, 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 we might concede 440, but we score 660. <laughs> <laughs> Keen Lynch would be unbelievable at the sevens, though. No doubt about it. He would oh. be absolutely brilliant. Um, Magician, yeah. Yeah, and I do like Shane O'Donnell as well up in the forwards. He would be unreal now. I, I couldn't think of a worse fella to mark in the sevens than Shane O'Donnell. Oh, horrible. He'd take on every time. Yeah. Pace, unbelievable. Because I, I was thinking Patrick Horgan, would you put him in there? But, Patrick Horgan is probably way better at 15 aside than he would be at 7 aside because he just do the exact same thing. Wrists over the shoulder, over the bar, like, and he doesn't really take his man on that much. So that's kind of why I didn't put him in there. Whereas Joe and TJ like, have serious strength behind him as well to take men on, as well as of the obvious in ability and natural class and top two of the top five players in the country. Have you, have you guys, have you ever played up in the Kilmacourt or? Yeah, we played up there one year. Um, we got a late invitation, actually, and we only managed to scrape together 10 lads. I think we won our first game against Russell Rovers from Cork, and then we got beaten by Upper Church by a few points, and then we were beaten by Kula by a goal. So we were knocked out of the group stages. But it's a, it's a great crack. And then you go over to the Kilimacud. So we were playing in UCD, and then you go over to Kilimacud where the quarterfinals, semifinals, and finals take place. And there's serious drinking going on. It's great banter. I, I just can't believe more clubs don't do it as a fundraiser. 100%. Throughout the summer in particular, when you could have it on bank holiday weekends and you could have a town, you know, really buzzing and the pubs going and making money for the club. 
I think you, you kind of talked about doing something with Dixborough, didn't you, Liam? With I'd Magnuside lo- yeah, I'd love years to, back. I'd love to do it in Dixborough, like similar we do with the Gary O'Nines. I, I just think, yeah, you invite a few clubs up from around the country, play nine aside over two pitches out in the same pitches all day. It, like, we have such a great crack playing out here with the nines and the sevens. And like you said, it's in the middle of the summer, in a normal summer, they're crying out for games in the months of like June and July over those bank holiday weekends. Yeah. And I think the Kilmacud thing is... Um, what's that, Johnny? You can get Duggan's lorried in for the Richard, Richard Duggan's there. Yeah, but like it's it's such a great crack. And it's actually really enjoyable playing a different format at Hurling. Like, you know, it's a completely different game playing the seven aside or nine aside. It makes you think about it really a lot different. But um I think we had one of the Western Australian teams actually went back for Kilmacud. I think it was last year, Giggles. They sent back a hurling team to play in Kilmacud. Um, I think it might be yeah. yeah, which is a fair effort to fly from Australia to play in a a one day tournament up in up in Kilmacud, but like that just shows that that tournament is so prestigious that it's had so many big names playing it, but it has such a huge draw card. Um, yeah, there's not it sh- there should be more made of it, really. I think it, w- it would actually be a very good thing to if they streamed that, it'd be good to watch. I think they do they do the semi finals and finals for the last year or two. Okay, um, cool. It's funny because it's twenty one to twenty one. They don't play the full hurling field like we used to before we went onto the soccer pitches this year. So it's. It's very similar to that format that we played this year. Whereas, and, and there was a team there who won it for two out of three years or three out of four years, Port Row, Liam Sheedy's club from Tipperary. And they had a tactic that we actually adopted. You're, you can say it's your brilliance, Liam, but we kind of came across it on the day where you used to just go puck out route one to the edge of the square, have a big man who can catch it, and one or two lads running off him, and he used to bury goals. I just had that up my sleeve because I just didn't want to tell you about it because you know you just want the puck out going to you so I knew you'd be upset if you were told that beforehand so I just waited to spring it on you on the day. Walk the treat. Keep you in the, worked out well for us anyway, Keep so you in the dark. Um, but yeah, no, Giggles, that was a very good, very good um, Giggles corner. Um, overall, you got 8 out of 10 players pretty good which is, you know, good effort all around. Um, and yeah, no Kim McCudd 7s this year obviously Due to similar kind of things with number of people you can have at a at an event, and there's no All Ireland final obviously this week this weekend. They'll hardly have one in December. You'll never know. I don't think they'll have the same appetite going up playing a seven side tournament in the middle of winter that you would normally have in the first weekend or second weekend of August. Um, but yeah, lads might go up and do their shopping. Liam, you never know. Yeah, you know, you might get the war for lads up for the big day out up in Dublin. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, well, coming up next, we're gonna we're gonna talk about like how intercounty is gonna look like at home. Is it actually gonna happen? Um, and also we're gonna we're gonna wrap up. But yeah, stay tuned. We're gonna come back with just how things are tracking at home, and we're keeping a very close eye on that. Does that make me cynical? There are no miracles and this is no miraculous life. I savor hate as much as I crave love because I'm just a twisted guy. Is this the pinnacle? Is this the pinnacle? The pinnacle of being alive? Now I see the light. We're going well, lads. But lads, bring the bit of fucking development into your play the next day now on the Tigerish play. The discipline, the tightness, the the, 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 the rough and tumble stuff all around the middle of the field, the fucking breaking ball, and a grain of rice is going to tip the scale. Just remember that lads. 
a grain of rice will dip the skin. But you'll have to get steely tough upstairs, and you must be willing to fucking break your gut. You were fucked over the line twice. Fucked over the line like you'd catch a fucking loaf of bread and fucked you over the line with his shorts up. And what that does is, it lifts the opposition. We don't want to see no West Meat man fucked about. Is that clear now, Alan? No more. You'll have to be closer. Closer to fuck. We'll have to fucking crash into these fellas and test out their fucking pulse. Because I'm telling you, lads, these fellas would play good football if they're alone. Give me one fucking guarantee each and every one of you that you're going to be tighter, that you're going to be more disciplined, that you're going to be more tigerish, and that you're going to take the fucking game to these fellas. That these fellas will get such a fucking shell shock next Saturday evening that we'll put them back in their fucking asses for fucking ten years. Absolutely. Yeah, just about, yeah. Could do it um a couple of beeps in there for daytime, but uh, absolutely brilliant from, from Paddy O'Shea. And that is a brilliant documentary, Marooned. You can watch it online um as well. It was on I think it was part of GA Go had it as one of their docs actually, you could you could watch it. But yeah, well worth a watch if you haven't seen it in a while. Um but yeah, we were just touching there before we we came through that clip. Things at home are, are you know, very touch and go. We've just seen three counties locked down at the week. We've seen Leash, Offaly and Kildare. Um, and obviously there was hope last week that crowd numbers would be increased to 500 people for outdoor events, that, which would include GA matches. That number has stayed at 200. So I think there's a lot of frustration um, at county board level and also looking towards the GEA you know, with their hopeful restart of the inter-county game. If there is going to be only 200 people allowed at games... You know, the GA kind of said it early on that they had no real interest in playing inter-county games behind closed doors. Like, that's what it's looking like, really. Realistically, if they're going to go ahead, it'll probably have to be a closed-door environment. And the cost of putting on these games with no revenue coming in, and obviously no fans in in the stadium, it's not a professional sport. They're not relying on broadcasting deals. Do we think the inter-county game is going to go ahead? Johnny Gilles. Yeah, it's, I, I don't think it'll have anything to do with a commercial thing when it'll come down to it. I think if cases stay like they are at the moment in the 30s and in the 40s, you're going to have probably have maybe, they might allow 500 to 1,000 to go to a venue. They probably won't allow the 20,000 that they were envisaging. And probably the reason why they put the inter-county on second was to allow maybe more time to see could they get those crowds in. But I think the club season has proven now that there's definitely a revenue model that you could adopt whereby you charge people 40 euros or 40 dollars to watch an inter-county match and they'll pay it. But that's so done, if, that if, deal if is done though, because that deal is done though with the broadcasters for the G for RT and with Sky, like you know, there's no additional money to be got there. Uh it's done for a certain amount of games, not all the games, I reckon. And I know they've probably got the top tier ones. Yeah, but if they if they don't play the game, then Liam did they lose that money that they they would have got from RTE or from yeah. Sky and stuff like that. So I I think the money the I money they'll go ahead. Yeah, okay. Sorry, go on. No, I think the money for the broadcast is, is negligible. So I don't think the like you said, it's not going to be a commercial decision. Like you said, I, I it'll be whether they think it's worth having with no one at the games. And, and I think if it comes down to that decision, they'll play it because all the players will want to play it. Counties, whether they say it or not, probably eighty percent of them are back doing a bit of collective either team planning or training or something 
um, even though the club scene is going on. Um, if if there's still the, the level of cases that they've had since maybe the 12th of June and that continues and we don't get the spike that the winter people are kind of predicting, you know, the John Snow winter is coming kind of a disaster scenario. If we don't get that, then it'll go ahead regardless of how much you can have in the crowd. It'll have to. Um, it'll just be a weird kind of a feeling if someone wins in All-Ireland and they're, they're, used to, they're waiting for the 80,000 fans to roar and it's an empty stadium. That would be a bit of an anti-climax, but I can tell you now, if it was a Waterford or a Clare or a, or a Wexford, we wouldn't give a damn if you couldn't get up there if Waterford or, or Wexford or Clare were to win the All-Ireland. Oh, I you, think... you definitely take it. So I, I agree. Go on. No, I agree. I think it, it, I think if it goes ahead, there'll be no asterisks beside it. It's going to be an All-Ireland Championship and it'll be an unbelievable All-Ireland to win. As a, you know, someone watching on the TV, I can't wait for it to go ahead, but my worry is you've seen like, you know, three counties ruled out there during the week. If something like that, there was a local outbreak in Cork, we'll say, for instance, or Waterford, or Kilkenny for that matter, what did the GA do? They've got such a tight window. Do you go? Or right, Kilkenny were due to play next weekend. There's a there's a breakout with Kilkenny and in whatever, somewhere else, or Kilkenny out of championship. Or, you know, like it's, what's going to happen in that scenario? This is, this is where, this is where Clare and Cratlow have kind of set the precedence actually this weekend, which is very interesting. So the Clare County Board could have easy, easily said to Cratlow, sorry lads, your football game against Conagad is, is null and void. Conagad are going through to the next round because you've, you've got COVID and you have to pull out. But what they've actually done is deferred the whole championship to accommodate Cratlow. So the Clare quarterfinals for the senior hurling are set with the exception of the winners of Aerog in Ennis versus Cratlow hasn't been played yet. And they're willing to just press pause until... Look and get the clean bit of health, and the players recover, or maybe the players don't recover, but they can get a, a testing clean bit of health for the rest of the club. Do you know what I mean? So, yeah. use your kick any scenario. Let's say TJ and Colin get coronavirus, and then the rest of them do on Friday night, and the All Ireland semi final is Sunday. Then obviously the game is going to be cancelled or delayed. But if the rest of the kick any panel can be tested and proved to be negative, then they could go and play. But they'd be without TJ and Colin, you know, yeah. as a yeah. example. There's probably a way it'll probably work out. So it'll be interesting to see what happens in Clare over the next couple of days, just to kind of see what way that pans out. Does it really cause a blockage for the fixtures, or will they get it played on a Wednesday night and a Thursday night? But it's yeah, we're we're just praying here because we were in lockdown and we will be look. Hopefully, we'll be out of it at that stage and we'll be in the run up to Christmas. But it'll be really nice to be in the run up to Christmas and be able to book into a bar down in Ackland Street and go watch a few matches wouldn't it would be unreal uh, on a Saturday night or a Sunday night and Shawnee what what, um, what, are, what, are, what are your thoughts Shawnee like you've seen here we, we have AFL every night of the week here at the moment because they're trying to finish out a season and, and to Giggles' point there if games start having to get into further moved around do you think that's something we could see we could see an All-Ireland quarter final or a Leinster final could be on a Wednesday night because one you'll have no crowds at it so it's not really a factor and you're trying to accommodate counties with COVID cases do you think that's something we could see Midweek, midweek championship games. I think so, and I think look, it's probably comes commercially. It probably comes down to too with the sponsors as well, and you know having to go ahead as well with that because you know the likes of Centra and people like that who have probably invested money as well. You know, you probably give to them, need to give back to them as well to their sponsors. And like it just has doesn't have to be gate receipts all the time. Um, but I would say. It would be great if you would like, I know we have a feast of footy here at the moment, which is 20 days consecutively we've got games. I mean, I think there's going to be a big rush to get games played now because I'd say the lockdown will come in 
too quickly. I don't think there will be an intercounty season the, the way it's going at the moment because we're going to go into the winter. And I'd say this this is where Ireland are going to get locked down again. I hope not. But as, as I said, it's great for us to be, as Giggle said, that would be fantastic to go down, you know, down to St. Kildare somewhere and down for a few drinks and, and watch an All-Ireland quarterfinal or something like that, you know, or a semi-final and the final. Like, but yeah, I, I, I can't see it going ahead at the moment, you know, with this virus, um, the way it's spreading around. We're, we're in lockdown here and we've got the numbers down. And it seems to be the seems to be the areas with the good weather and the summer conditions that are staying clear of it at the moment. Um, and, you know, come October, November, you know, I, I don't know. I just can't see it happening. I'd love to see it happening, but yeah. I can't see it happening. Fingers crossed. And like we kind of just said, like talking to Bo last weekend, Leash there, he was like happiest man in the world back playing. And now he's like, his season is up in limbo. So... It's a day-by-day thing. We just hope each time we get closer and closer. And we, I know I wake up first thing in the morning, I check the numbers in Ireland and see what they were the day before. And just hopefully, we, like you said, if we keep them at that, that, that kind of 20, 30 cases, please God. But the, the worry is if, you know, players in the squads get them, like Eagle said, do you, do you, you know, isolate the players who have it and the rest of the county gets team gets tested and those players are ruled out or does the, the game get deferred? So it's going to be interesting what, what take they, they go on with that one. But... Yeah, look, we'll, we'll be keeping the it... The only thing I'd say, Liam, just to provide... Yeah, to go ahead again. I think psych- psychologically, the Irish people are very worried about COVID constantly, right? And they have a natural tendency, we have a natural tendency to be kind of cautious around these things. To be honest, in Victoria, it was scandalous what happened in terms of the outbreak and maybe the, the mentality of a lot of Melbournians slash Australians towards the virus and people believing in the kind of... the the theories around oh it's not that it's not that bad it's only a case of the flu and maybe that's why we've had the massive outbreak now and i think even listening to my mom on conversations in the morning the media in ireland is kind of portraying melbourne as this big hot spot and i think they're probably doing that with an element of purpose to keep the irish people an element of kind of warning to them that you don't want to go too crazy here and i know we've been everyone's been out and about over bank holiday weekends but i think it's, if, it, if it gets tight again Ireland is such a kind of sporadic, uh, kind of a vast country in terms of the population spread, with the exception of Dublin. It might be contained easier the next time because people are aware of what's going to happen. So uh, I think Ireland will learn lessons uh, from from looking at us in Melbourne and also what happened the last time. And hopefully it doesn't get any any worse. Please God, yeah, please God. Yeah, I think, yeah, I agree. They're very, very cautious and especially the way the approach the GA has taken as well which has been really good and hearing from Davey a couple of weeks ago and how things are going there so yeah look we're obviously fingers crossed we we want to see all those games go ahead focus on the club for the moment but please God we get into county season because it'd be a great end of the year to have playoff in Ireland Hurling Championship um, but yeah look thanks so much everyone for tuning in tonight um, um, last week we said to Bo that we're expecting a big uptick in listeners from Leash after doing an episode with a, with a Leash man I can I can say that we did get an uptick we had a, a number of listeners tuned in from, from the Leash area but most listeners actually came from Sydney uh, which is great to see obviously Bo draws a big crowd in Sydney a big character big name up in Sydney we got a lot of listeners in Sydney Dublin, Cork, Kilkenny um, not too many tuned in in Waterford giggles they don't like you down in Waterford there I don't know what's going on I, similar to to, to Brian, I don't think they have the internet down down um, Liz Moorway, so you might need to maybe put a few copies on a CD and post them over or something. But uh, 
good strong good I reckon I reckon I reckon I reckon we might see a drop in City this week with Brian Vaughan on it yeah that could that could be the case hopefully not hopefully not but um, yeah no, thanks everyone for tuning in we got people tuning in from all over the world and uh, obviously a massive thanks to our, our sponsors O'Neill's we're delighted to be partnering with O'Neill's a great Irish company here uh, doing great things in Australia and please check them out on at O'Neill Sportswear AU on Facebook and on Instagram and make sure to get in touch with us on G'dayGA at G'dayGA on Twitter and at G'dayGA on Instagram Shawnee thanks very much for coming along this evening no matter name thanks guys we, we good, delayed, to, good to hear you we delayed the show for two nights because Shawnee was so busy at work but thanks for making the time for us tonight Shawnee and Giggles thanks for joining us as well yeah. back to work Shawnee we'll talk to you later lads good luck good.